0: Your book was quite a read. I finished it last night, mm-hmm. like the last 80 pages. I was mm-hmm. like, I just... <laughs> and uh, I think you have a unique way to bring forth different kinds of voices. Mm-hmm. And in that book especially, you have used voices of the children, mm-hmm. the dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. how do you do that?
1: Kind of an honest answer is I'm not really sure where they come from, you know, but they are very... Um, I hear them. I guess that's how they come to me. With this book, I knew when I started it that I wanted to write about a family where the father had left a daughter and the daughter had died. And I just started it knowing that at some point the daughter would come back. Yeah, I didn't know in what shape or form, but I knew that you know in this book, you know, that's... One of the great things about books is that you can revive people who are not present. Mm. And I th- knew that she was coming back, but I wasn't really sure what she wanted when she would come back. And I remember starting the book thinking that it, when she comes back, she will be furious. She will be like uh, a tornado of anger for having been left. Mm. And then the strange thing is that a lot of other people are angry in the book, but she is one of the most forgiving persons. And I was quite surprised by that. Mm. Um, so that's also one of the happiest moments uh, as a writer is that when the characters are kind of teaching you things, mm. showing you basically that your idea of me is not right. Actually, I'm, I'm more than you thought of me. So they come from somewhere and I follow them, that's Mm. my feeling when I write them.
0: Yes. And uh, maybe in this interview, I would like to discuss more about kind of the theme. There's a lot of themes in the book, Mm -hmm. but the theme of fatherhood, Mm -hmm. because I found that uh, very, um, very intriguing and you have also done it in a very uh, of three-dimensional way because Mm -hmm. you talk about uh, the father as a son Mm -hmm. the father as a grandfather Mm -hmm. the father as father Mm -hmm. of themselves and so there's a lot of themes that i would like to discuss about fatherhood in this interview but maybe first question which which i also like to know about the technique that you use is that you don't give the names at all to the protagonists and is that a conscious decision of kind of maybe my interpretation is that maybe it's easier to say something universal when there's no names or Mm. or, uh, preconceptions attached to them by Mm. the names i don't know Mm. how you feel or what what is your reason for that
1: yeah i think you're you're right um in a way names are always a description, right? And the names are always static. You have your name. I have my name. It will always be there. If we change it, we will have to motivate it. You know, why were you changing your name? Mm. So uh, um, from my first book until this one, like names keep changing. Like there's a there's a kind of constant investigation into what a name is. Um, how much are we kind of defined by our names? Um, mm. And in this novel, the characters don't have names, maybe because they want to be free from their past, maybe because they want to be free from their families or from their... um, Maybe the names that they've had have made them um, encounter a lot of discrimination and kind of categorization. So they want to be free from that as well. Maybe they are just defined by who they are in relationship to their family. You know, so the son is a son, who's a father, who's a grandfather. Like, they Mm. they are always changing depending on who is present in the book. Yes. Um, And presence is also a theme. Like, what does it mean to be present in the family? We know that the father has been very present and then disappeared. And we know that the sister has existed, but now it doesn't exist anymore. And what happens when someone disappears? Well, one of the things that happen if you're a writer is that you can kind of use your words to bring the disappeared people back. The blunt, honest, brutal answer is I tried to give them names and they were just like, no. <laughs> like, can I give you this name? No. <laughs> Do you want? No. I have another name here. Is it? No, 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 no. Say... I, no, I don't. I don't, I don't, I refuse.
0: Yes. And I think what in this book, especially when there's no names, mm. but you describe everyone uh, through their relations, like there's mm. the sister who is not no longer a mother mm. and it was just, just like amazing. And because then it kind of also strengthens the relationships and how they, that each are connected to each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a lot of book. It, to me, it's, it's, I think of it almost like a an homage to the people who don't leave, you know the people who stay in their families, the people who are who are not breaking the bonds mm. you know um, you know the the sister who is still a mother but has not had contact with her son for quite some while. Um, that was just a thing that happened in my life. I had a friend who experienced something similar where she she had and has a son who uh, during his time in his life didn't want to stay in contact with mm. her and we are friends since forever and we've been I've seen her through many ups and downs and she has seen me through many ups and downs but i don't think i've seen a pain like the one she experienced when her own flesh and blood said actually i am not mm. i don't want to, i don't want you mm and you are actually mine, like I made you, <laughs> you can't say that to me, was her feeling, like yes. there's no way. Yep. Um, so that rene- renegotiation of a family, or actually breaking of a family mm. bond was something that I wanted to write about.
0: And that also comes through when you discuss the father who's, who has small children and mm. relationship with uh, his father, mm. how he wants to be his own person and not kind of do the same steps as his father that yeah. does, that he is an individual.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that that, that happens when you become a parent, you t- try to investigate what your parents did right and what they did wrong, you know, and my kids will do exactly the same thing with me. They're going to be like, well, maybe you didn't leave us mental, like maybe your body was around because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm with my kids a lot, mm-hmm. um, but were you mentally present? Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I spend a lot of time in my head. Just like, Same for me. You know, like, not <laughs> yes. being there, like, you know, doing the dishes, but not, like, yes. thinking about the dishes, kind of.
0: Yeah, and they notice it immediately. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> immediately. You know, they must. <laughs> um, but um they must.
1: But that was also a thing that I wanted to kind of to write about this, how we are kind of, even when we think that we can break free from our past, saying, you know, in the book, the, the father has the grandfather has been distant, so the son says, I will never leave my kids. I will never, ever, ever mm-hmm. leave my kids. That thing, if you tell yourself that you're not going to do a thing, you're still kind of living in the shadow of the previous generation. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not free to be who you are, mm-hmm. but you're just saying, I'm not going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And in a way, you're also trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that... Um, and then what does it mean to be free? Well, the strange thing is that the sister and the mother, I think of them mm. as the most, as they are kind of freeing themselves from the, mm. from the family. The sister, the dead sister, is free because she forgives. She looks at the father and she says, mm. you were not a good father, but I respect you for trying. But the little tools you had, you, you tried." Mm. And the mother, I think, is free because she's, refusing to be made invisible the same way that she has been made invisible for 17 years. You know, Mm. she's taking care of the family for the longest time when people didn't see what she was doing. Mm -hmm. And now she's expected to come in and kind of care for Mm -hmm. everyone. And she's just like, "Ah, ah, uh I'm not. I have
0: an own life. (laughs) Yeah, I have my
1: own life. I have to be free from from you guys. Mm. Um,
0: but also the father in the book is looking for a space to find himself mm. like he's trapped in in mm. the expectations mm. of his father mm. of the grandfather uh but also kind of looking for uh, an outlet besides yeah. his economic reluctant economic career. yeah, I, I found it really... There were so funny things also, the relax, reluctant economist. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can relate to him. Yes. <laughs> Basically, that's me if I hadn't had the courage to write, I think. I think of him as like my stand-in self because um, I had a background as an economist. I studied like economy that's and it. literature. Yeah. But I was really afraid of showing I was always writing my whole life I've been writing but I was really afraid of showing people that Mm. I was writing and sometimes I think of what made me like who would I have become if I was if I wouldn't have shown shown my words to to someone I would have been a person kind of similar to him in the way that I would be terrified of life Mm. and what happens when you're scared of life Mm -hmm. when one of the things is that you become paranoid and you become you know, instead of trusting your own emotions, you start to create systems to keep life at a distance. And that's what he does, you know, when he's, instead of like going to buy a, a stroller and try them out, he spends like, you know, <laughs> seven months kind of researching, in yes. the research phase, you know. So he can't trust his emotions because emotions are dangerous, maybe. Mm. And also because he sees what emotions are doing to his dad.
0: Mm. Yes, and also the discussion that the dad, um, the father, and the grandfather had about emotions. Mm. Yeah. is like there should not be, be no emotions. But it's yeah. also interesting with regard to the father when he, uh, the grandfather, when yeah. he says about the Swedish society, there's no emotion. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> so. yeah. The father has a lot of kind of... Um, theories about life that don't always come together (laughs) but one of the things exactly is that there's no emotion there's no you can't express any but weirdly he also says about you know the the country where he's from that it's it's, um, less freedom is good Mm. you know dictatorship was lovely yes because if you have no choice you at least know where you're going Um, one of the weird things was when writing him was that I I think I started out with the idea that I wanted to almost like write my version of my family's past. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like, I'm going to show you. This Mm -hmm. is what it was like, you know, Mm -hmm. set the record straight. Mm -hmm. And then as I was writing more and more, I kind of involuntarily started understanding the father more and more. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially this pain, how painful it must be to go around with the guilt of, thinking that maybe I did something to my own flesh and blood um, that I can never take back. Mm, mm. And that's the kind of, that's why he's mm. so heavy. Yes. You know, that's the depressed body that he walks around with.
0: And There's a lot of humor, but also a lot of dra- tragedy. Yeah. Uh, because as much as the father and the grandfather want to show emotions to each other, yeah. they kind of always yeah. pass each other yeah. in a very <laughs> tragic way. Yeah. So what would you what did you want to show with that
1: or maybe that is just tricky to understand each other um and especially i think one of the big things here is that they come from economic d- backgrounds that are so different mm. so the father comes from a much poorer background he has you know the or the, the grandfather says like you know what do you know about life like If you haven't had a brother who set fire to himself in the prison you Mm. don't know anything about life and to the father he has this feeling that he's never respected never always taken for granted Mm. and in a way he should be because you know he has the opportunity to help his father Mm. Um, yeah because emotions are Scary.
0: Yes, that's right. But um, the theme of an immigrant father navigating yeah. in Sweden, yeah. I I found it very um, relate relatable in yeah. Finnish context. Yeah, and and um, having a father of Arab background, yeah, I could uh, there were so many things I could relate to, and I had so much fun reading it. So much fun, and. Uh, I'm, I can't wait to discuss this with my other friends, <laughs> with Coco, for example. Yeah, yeah. And I want to uh, point out some things that were really like ringing the bell. And yeah. uh, With Coco, for example, we call our fathers the YOLO fathers, mm. YOLO dead. You li- only live once dads, mm. because mm-hmm. they have funny WhatsApp messages that they try to give us advice. And, mm-hmm. you know, and also a friend of us whose father lives abroad and mm-hmm. doesn't stay in contact unless t- just small messages yeah, or something and yeah. and how and they view why
1: life. because are they trying to give you advice on what not to miss or no or like you only live once uh, they
0: are trying to give us yeah. advice on f- on the life yeah, and yeah. it's just and like what's,
1: what what kind of advice like what's remember to bum or what's there? yeah
0: like how should you should uh, read children and how sh- yeah. you should you know grow um, teach what you should teach them yeah. and you know yeah. and every they know they know, they know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> course <laughs> and yeah. and and also how to navigate between what they have uh, grown up and how we live here mm. and mm-hmm. also with regard to this book mm-hmm. i was thinking about uh, also the cultural differences with re- re- regard to family relationships yeah. because the f- grandfather in t- this book expects uh, the family bond to be so strong that you would do anything yeah. send money from across the world and yeah. just drop Mm. everything what you're doing Mm. and going to uh, save your father from a distressing situation or something like that. And almost as if there's no boundaries. And that was what the son was trying to make. Yes,
1: yes. (laughs) No, it's funny because that's one of the things where people have uh, had really different reactions to the book is the portrait of the father. Because I... I feel a lot of love for him Mm -hmm. when I, like, the way that he reasons and the way that he's just like convinced that everyone else is an idiot, (laughs) everyone, like even, you know, there's no that, you know, you you could kind of say that that's a way of painting a portrait of someone who is, um, you know, slightly paranoid and so on, but it's also really painful to be in that world, Mm -hmm. to go walk around and think that you're the only one. of course, he doesn't think Mm-mm. that. He tries to convince yes. himself. Yes, yes. That's a position of pain. Mm. You know, it's not a position of power. No. It's a position of pain. And he is... Uh, I had a great time writing him, but I also realized how lonely he was mm. uh, as I was writing him and um, how extremely um, reduced he felt every time he came back mm. to... One of his home countries. Yes. Um, and all these small strategies that he uses to be seen as something else than he is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when he walks through the tourist information and gets like a tourist bag. Because he's not an immigrant. He's just a tourist. Because that's, that's the moment when people look at him differently. Yes, exactly. You that's know, all these is. small things that I know a lot of people do you know, trying to escape racism and discrimination, you use this kind of, you know, what can I do to make, to exist in this country? Mm -hmm. Well, I got to get a blue tourist bag. (laughs) You know, or I got to use the perfect, the language, or I have to, uh, one of the things my father did was, he showed me how differently people respected to him, or like um, respected him if he used Swedish with an Arabic accent, mm-hmm. you know, om han svenska med en arabisk brytning or if he would be speaking um, Swedish with a French accent, yes. because he spoke French. Yep. So. That's and mm-hmm. immediately, according to him, but also his, his demeanor changed, but he would get a lot more respect if he would use an accent in a language that had more power. Mm,
0: exactly. Um, How to reduce the stigma, yeah, in a way. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who in Finland uh, speaks Finnish in a kind of very Russian mm-hmm. accent mm-hmm. and it's a very stigmatized thing. Yeah. But whenever he wants to kind of raise his st- mm. uh, or eva- erase the stigma, yeah. he uses English and mm, yeah. when his English is Pitch perfect. Yeah. Then yeah. he received totally different yeah. kind that's of so respect, yeah. and it's it's very sad. And yeah. I, uh, f- with regard to the grandfather, yeah. I feel a lot of love as well. Yeah. And yeah. All, he has very m- black and wi- white opinions, but then life isn't black and white, yeah. and it was kind of very nicely shown in that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah,
1: and he's also a racist. Yes, you know yep. that's not comfortable to see. No, but he's just like. The way that he reasons when he talked about the Swedish subway, how it looked 10, 15 years <laughs> yeah, ago. Sure. yeah, he, that's quite interesting. This a generation that came before saying, well, I'm not like them. You know, like the things yes. have changed. People coming now, they're crazy. Yeah. But when I came, you know, it's, it was totally different. I really also, recognize that. That's also like a sign of, you know, time moving. But also you think capability of seeing yourself in a new generation coming
0: exactly yeah mm. yep, yep. Um, yes you, uh, with regard to the grandfather mm-hmm. because I' still want to be, be in this topic for a while you talked about the Swedish disease mm-hmm. what comes and what how his the grandfather's friends have kind of given up mm-hmm. in Swedish society because mm-hmm. can you tell what is the Swedish dis- disease that you described in the book
1: <laughs> well in the book there's some it was just a thing I heard a few years back where people kind of making a joke, you know, there's this Spanska sjukan, which mm-hmm. was well a real disease. And then people started saying, ah, oh, the sjukan. What it actually meant was a little bit unclear, but um, in the book, it basically means that social welfare handicaps you. Mm. You know, basically saying, uh, Swedish government says that your time is so... Invaluable that it means more to them just to sit home and do nothing than to be out working mm. and then you sink into depression mm. I'm not convinced that it's this welfare that does that to you but it's a way for them I think to create a story that makes them um, survive the pain of you know, their, their dreams come crashing mm. down I think that's it because it's very painful to realize yes. that you've sacrificed a lot of things and nothing became what you wanted
0: mm. and also how this how how the structures don't really support you you yeah. have to if, if you, you you're not accepted yeah yeah, so. yeah
1: and I think that um, that was one of the <clears throat> you know in the book there's this called uh, a place called Sukkarnasbro, Sukkarnas tunnel, this area close to Sheraton by the water in Stockholm, mm. which is...
0: um and seal. Well, it was the
1: sigh of... Yeah, uh, yeah, The yeah, piece of sighs. Yeah, or, yeah. I, I, it was just one of those things. That when, when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time with my father at that place. Mm-hmm. It was just a weird mixture of people you know like people like fishing just like random drug addicts coming with like things that they had stolen that they want to mm. sell it was just like a, a, a weird community mm. of people who didn't have any relationship to each other but they were just trying different str- like strategies like how how can we survive here
0: Exactly. <laughs> you know
1: th- th- um, and i just remember that and my, my father was so proud that he actually named that place. Like he said, this is going to be called, you know, the, the, the place of size. Or um, and He keeps referring to that. So
0: it's actually like in your vocabulary. In that yeah, yeah it's, it yeah. was one of those things. Interesting. Just, uh, no,
1: nobody knows except my family, but it was one of those things. Speaking about names, Yes. the characters may not have names, but the places especially some places that my father has named is in the book as a kind of homage, I guess. Yes, that's (laughs) beautiful,
0: (laughs) I had to say. (laughs) And um, let me see if I have something on this topic still. Mm. Also, like with regard to uh, navigating as an immigrant in Mm -hmm. Swedish society, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of comedy and I feel like, With regard, the difference between my father and Mm. me is Mm. that my father tries to use comedy as a way to kind of ease the Mm. situation and the pain. uh, Yeah. But then I just get angry.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think comedy for me is much is not as much a thing of like easing pain as an attempt to be honest. Mm. And I just I don't feel honest if I don't find that there's also comedy in life you know so it's it's not like I think that comedy will change things Mm. it's just if I'm going to be I don't have time to write things where I'm not trying to be honest and how can I be honest well uh, comedy and humor and like weird stuff is also part of life Mm. so that's why it takes place in the book Mm. Um, and kind of comedy is also you know this uh, when the father is at home with his two kids that's kind of when i wrote it i remember this is actually a comi- kind of a comedy scene but it is also like a nightmare on elm street you know, yes. it's like a panic it's panic <laughs> it because is. it's not because what what happens it's not because his kids are monsters it's just because he has this feeling that he's not Able to cope, yeah. like I'm not. There's something broken inside of me, mm. which makes me in, unable to do th- doing mm. this, and that turns th- something quite comi- com- c- kind of comedic and humorous, quite dark. Because towards the end of that scene, he's just like we realize mm. that he's actually kind of almost like uh, dreaming of. Um, you know, wrestling his daughter to the yeah. ground and just like saying, I'm better than you. Yes. You know, like, I I know all the alphabets, <laughs> which is a sign of someone who's, well... Struggling. Struggling. Yes. Yeah, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, I I read those scenes. Um, I laughed and then I thought it, uh, of them as very tragic because yeah. I remember what it's like with a with one-year-old. Yeah. yeah, it's very special. Yes. Yeah. So, um, with regard to the son or the father mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, it's a lot about the small children's parenthood, tiredness, hurry, yeah. Yeah. and not be, be, being able to think about your own needs yeah. and finding the space for your yeah. own needs. Yeah. And also I found this topic where he was very afraid that he wouldn't be like other parents. Yeah. And he was almost like performing fatherhood or parenthood.
1: Yeah. Yeah, how,
0: how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I think what he does is he re- desperately wants to show that he is not as the previous generation. So what he does is he, ha- he is continuously searching for gratification that he does the right thing. I'm not like the previous generation, right? right? Mm-hmm. So he wants to prove to himself and to the outside world that I'm not what you think I am. So how do you do that? Well, one way, if you're comfortable in yourself, you just do it and you're secure. And he needs the applause of the outside world, mm. so he must show his girlfriend that he's emptying the dishwasher. You know, he must. He must even get an applause from his daughter, who's like four years old. <laughs> wow! I brought an extra, blah, blah, blah You know, like um, so.
0: And I was laughing. The wife was t- t- saying that I, my hands are too tired to clap <laughs> for yeah, him. Yeah. She was just
1: like, "I've done this too long." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he was very. And wh- where does that come from? Well, I guess. One way to explain it is, you know, his personality. Another way is he has a void of um, getting appreciation from his parents. I'm not mm. sure what, where, where it comes from, but I, I can see that um, behavior in myself as well. Mm. When I just like, in an attempt to show myself that I was not going to repeat the mistakes of some of the parents in my past. Mm-hmm. It became really important for me to show myself and the people around me. Like, wow, look, I'm out in the forest picking blueberries. <laughs> not really sure why, but I'm trying desperately to make up for, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying not desperately not to be the previous generation. Yes.
0: Do you think it's also something to do with being people brown in Swedish because uh, the the son was very um, kind of neurotic in following the rules and doing as being told yeah. kind of making sure that he shows that he's a good citizen yeah. and he's a good father yeah. and all kinds of stigmas that might be related to being brown and a father. I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel?
1: Yeah, I think you're completely right and yeah. I think that that's um, I think that's the uh, should I put it an aspect of him that has that very few people see Mm. why is it dangerous to make a mistake Mm. well you can say well I don't want to be seen as an idiot Mm. but what what are the consequences why do you think that you have to perform to show that you are not you know what you think that they think that you are exactly and that takes a lot of energy I think Mm. that's An interesting aspect of him that he is, uh, I think he has had to suffer he knows that there are consequences if you stand out or if you make a mistake. Exactly. And, and that's why he's terrified of making a mistake. And
0: he's kind of of, uh, uh, of looking at himself through somebody else's eyes all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. Having, having this outside.
1: Exactly. View. And it could be like a potential yeah. racist uh, idea of him. It could also be the father's view of him. It could be so many things. But exactly. I think that's um, we realize that he has kind of a, a terror of making a mistake. And he is um, spending a lot of his time in the head of someone else, Mm -hmm. looking on to him. And there is this mentioning, you know, that the girlfriend says to him, "Well, one of the interesting things about having a parent, and that was actually a friend of mine who told me that Mm -hmm. if you have a distant parent, one of the interesting consequences is that uh, you can develop a certain trait of paranoia. Mm -hmm. Because... It's so painful to realize that a person has left you and doesn't see you. So it's all, it's you have to invent that a lot of people sees you and cares. Mm. Because the idea that nobody cares is mm. too painful to bear. Yes. So I think that's also what he's doing, you know, he has a um, kind of he's battling himself and his past.
0: Mm also having kind of a double in yeah, sense, yeah yeah but uh with regard to the absent father that mm-hmm. is very present in the book yeah. but still it's interesting how the grandfather and the father see the things very differently yeah. and then when the son or the father finds yeah. out that uh, actually his father mm-hmm. now grandfather mm-hmm. was spending time with them as they were growing up Mm -hmm. and having a father's leave or was it so?
1: He was on paternal leave and he was like being a really great father and like, yeah.
0: So kind of these conflicting things that it's not the narration isn't just like black and white. He's just left and not being here.
1: I think that's that's also the tricky part. Like if I think of my own life, my father was, he was never evil. Mm. He was really good. sometimes (laughs) sometimes <laughs> you know like really good he was mm. on paternal leave with me he mm. made his own like small stews and stuff and he knew he knew exactly. So he was a great father sometimes he just disappeared mm. and what does that do to a kid well you start wondering like where the fuck are you yep. like what do you have that is more important than to be with your kids is it to gain money well I can respect that or can I is it to change world politics I can respect that or can I Is there anything more important than to be with your kids? I think that it would be much easier if he would have been the devil. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more complicated when now when I have a lot of love for him and I know that he made a lot of mistakes that I don't want to repeat. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him, but I would never. um, I'm trying desperately to be. My version of a dad, rather Mm. than his version of a dad, and I think that um, some of the things that they fight about in the book, it can look at first glance as something ordinary Mm. or small. You know, when they fight about coffee, for example, Mm. the son is like, "Why the please pay me? (laughs) Pay for coffee for once." Yeah, and for the father, it's it's the total opposite. No, but the fact that I let you. I give you the privilege to pay my coffee, yes. you know, it's a sign that you're an adult, yeah, like, yeah. that I have done my work so well that you are able to pay me yes. coffee, yeah. and when the son says, like, please pay my coffee, he doesn't say that, he says, you know, if you translate it to what he really means, it's just like, why can't you pay my coffee means, like, why I, didn't you care for me, exactly? You know, why yes. don't you love me, you yes. know, that's the that's the main question, but yeah. you can never say that. You can't take your father to the side and say, "Why didn't you love me?"
0: Yeah,
1: ah, you never do that. But then, like, please pay my coffee. It's like it comes. Stand-in. Yes, it yes. comes
0: in a very, like, a, like a very everyday situations. Yeah. But the meaning is much more exactly. bigger. bigger yeah, thing. Yeah. especially in,
1: in a in a family that has historic past pains, mm. yeah, and, and like betrayals in the past. Yes. Yeah. So then like small things become charged.
0: Exactly. And and uh, yeah, that's a good example of how misconceptions yeah. are, yeah. How, how they are. Yeah. But also with regard to money, there's a lot of talk about money in this yeah. Um, yeah. book. And as <clears throat> I interpreted the father as an Arab, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was any... Uh, said no maybe it's because of maybe I assumed as from your background yeah
1: I'm sorry to assume yeah no no no, but it's never said it could be if you wanted to you can read him as being like if you're like in a very experimental Mm -hmm. mood (laughs) you could read him as a white dad who has emigrated to like Thailand, you know, Yeah. but then you have to squint, yeah. you know, you have to, like, uh, that's a read that I wouldn't really, support. but like, um, in my head, this is a person who, you know, I'm not going to say what a reader should think, but in my head, this is a person who, you know, uh, was born and raised in Tunisia, like my, my mm. father was. It's not, never made explicit, but if you look at the way that he reasons about uh, politics and recent mm-hmm. revolution and stuff, and um, it, it it rings true that that's the country of origin.
0: Yes, and <laughs> that's what I, re- I took the cues of an yeah. Arab father, the, the export-import <laughs> or something I could... <laughs> Relate to to the value of, you know, being an economist or entrepreneur or a seller, you
1: know. What do you do? Business.
0: (laughs) Exactly. What
1: what, what kind? Just business. (laughs) What kind? (laughs) Import, export. Yes. A lot of things that need to be exported and imported. Yes.
0: And I remember uh, with my father, it Mm. was like you have you should go to business or diplomacy these are the options for you to Mm. be successful in life Mm. and what this father the grandfather Mm. said here it's like you you have to know how to sell because then you can live anywhere Mm. in the world and that was also interesting
1: yeah i think that we had to remember in order to understand our parents Mm. we also have to remember that they left everything Mm. to move to a new country so they will always I'm not going to speak about you but mm. my father has always been underlining the importance of having something that you can never be taken away from you you know you have to be able to leave mm. you know you have to be able to take what you have here and then go somewhere else yeah um, so my father was like really like still disappointed that I don't have a diploma mm. you know because a diploma you can take you anywhere well yeah. you know like a Swedish book what you're going to you know yeah but yeah,
0: yeah. and uh, but also about the stinginess mm-hmm. which which came across a lot because mm-hmm. then I was thinking about the Arab it's kind of a vice mm-hmm. because Arabs uh, in a way value generosity a lot mm. but then again everybody speaks about how much this costs, and how much that costs mm. and stuff like that yeah. you know yeah. and it's a funny yeah. really yeah and then it, that money is talked actually a yeah. lot yeah. compared to Finland at least yeah I don't know how it's in Sweden
1: yeah no that has been like a main uh, when I was a kid and going back to Niger I remember because my Arabic was so poor but I remember that I was amazed by the amount of discussions that were relating to money you know, someone had loaned that this person, that, blah, blah, blah. It was always like, flus, flus, flus. Mm. But I think that they also, my father came, came from a very poor background, mm. you know. And I think that also changed my perspective on, on him. Because we went back, like, every second summer we went down to Tunisia and hung out. And to realize, you know, that when I saw him, what he had for toys, or he didn't have, like, he had, mm. you know, that this, he would... His toys were like, um, in Swedish it's konsar What is that? You know, like, um, uh, like a... You like know, a, a bottle glass, of tuna. Yeah. You know, you open a bottle of tuna, you rinse it out. He did yes. like uh, capsules from bottles, mm-hmm. made wheels. You know, that yeah, kind of thing. exactly. And he's like, this is a car. I'm mm. just like, it's, it's not really a car though. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's actually <like the> tuna. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's a certain, you know, he grew up with eight siblings mm. um, in... Um, in a, in a poor country ravaged by colonialism mm, yes so of course that, that does something Near to. Is that like the main explanation to why to him? No, not at all but mm-hmm. it's I couldn't understand him if I didn't understand that that side of him mm. um, But uh,
0: yeah, what did you think about uh, when writing about how differently? the grandfather um, or the father was Mm. um, towards the son and the daughter Mm -hmm. because his thoughts were very different
1: yeah yeah he's so proud of the daughter and so i'm not sure why that is you know the one one way to say is that maybe it's easier to be proud of someone who um, is not you I think there's something in the competition Mm. between the son and the father Mm. that explains his harshness. He sees traits in the son that he hates in in himself and he just can't deal with that. Mm. Another way of thinking about it is maybe that the the daughter reminds him of the previous daughter that he left. Mm. So he has to defend her violently because he has so much pain of having left the other daughter. Yes. And of course, you know, Patriarchy creates different situations and different expectations for different yes. sons, and, and I think that that's also you know a, a sign that this dude comes from a patriarchal yeah a patriarchal uh, culture because the son has no the Son has to be responsible, yes, for his parents. And, and that's the firstborn like, son, yeah, the firstborn son. There's yes. no question, it's yes. just it's, it's, it's your honor to take care exactly. of exactly. Yes, and he's not convinced of that honor, no,
0: <laughs> no, yeah. It was interesting to read that yeah. as well. And then, of course, yeah. in the end, with regard to the grandfather, was yeah. kind of the expectancy that life is going to finish soon, and he was. Bitter and kind of afraid of dying. Yeah. And also how his fatherhood came to life with the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. There was a beautiful scene where he was uh, putting her grandda- his granddaughter to yeah. sleep and he, she slept yeah. on his shoulder yeah. or something.
1: Yeah. So. You're a really cool reader. <laughs> how do you mean? <laughs> no, because that's like the main. That was. It's interesting. That was like the main starting the novel, that was the thing that I wanted to write. Yeah. I I remember thinking like, so what do you do if you're a terrible parent? what do you do if you realize too late that Mm. you've botched it? Yes. That you you weren't a good parent? Yes. Maybe one way to handle it is to, maybe you can take care of the next generation. So that, I I just remember having that, um, because I was uh, on paternal leave thinking a lot about what is it to be a good father? Yes. And then um, I knew at some point the grandfather would take care of the grandchildren and try to make time go backwards. Because that's what he's doing. Mm. When he takes care of the daughter, mm. he's just saying, please let me have the possibility to go back into time and redo things. Yes. Make it better, make it undone, everything I've done. Uh, and he is a good dad. During those hours, mm. then he has to get yeah. <laughs> get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, for he, he 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 can't stand being needed, mm. so he has to leave. Yes, but that 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 scene was actually kind of. I knew that I was going there, and then it took a number of hundred yeah. pages. But that, when I came there, I was just like, okay, this is why. I'm yes, exactly. This is why this book matters to me.
0: And I think I can relate to that as well. With yeah. regard to my own yeah. father, yeah, with his. Uh, relationship with yeah. my daughter and yeah so yeah. it's it's just very relatable yeah. in that sense thank you so much
1: thank you for this thank interview you. and it this book. lovely that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>